Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Storybrooke Podcast. This is episode 40, our book club episode for the final chapter, chapter 20 of The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. My name is Graham, and with me today, people exist. I am Lucius. Hello. Hi, I'm Katie. Hello, I'm Liv. Hello, it's your other, other host, Danish. And I'm your other, 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 other host, Meg. Yay! <laughs> I think that was the right amount of other hosts. <laughs> you know what? Got me. <laughs> oh, I should stop. <laughs> Deja vu. <laughs> so, we made it. We did. We did. Done did it, folks. Good job, everyone. We read we, a book. We did a whole book. Yay. Very impressive. We did the smallest book I'm we so could proud. find. Graham read a book, actually. <laughs> and it only took us you several months. Graham read a yeah, book did. by proxy. <laughs> In honour of um, our final episode, I'm getting up the Storybook Book Club bingo mm. on my phone and I'm going to purposefully tick off all these boxes. Oh, Are you going to yes. go through deliberately? Maybe not okay, deliberately, this... but I think it would be quite fun if we, if we'll we make try, it look maybe. Natural. Although, yeah. I mean, I should have updated this yeah. ages ago. Mm. Yes. For some reason, it's a little... at the very start of the podcast, we were very um, Omegaverse <laughs> focused. Yeah, <laughs> why, 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 why have we just ticked that? off some, something there but um we we, we are going to get sued for that <laughs> now we have to pay what i can't believe schmadison schmain is going to come from us i was going to say addison ray i was like that's not right that's not the same <laughs> <laughs> what's that's she gonna else. do Wait, whip and you... mini us into, <laughs> into the abyss did, did you know that someone made no. a megaverse fragrances mm. Yeah, and beauty products. There, there's a body lotion called Slick, mm-hmm. and I hate it. No, I'm interested to cool, see so what it that smells one off like. To be honest, I would like to see what it smelled of. I want to see yeah. what the beta one smells like because I think it would be funny. Mm. They gave like, a descent you... description. Mm. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I'm no, I'm now going to have to find it. Carry on, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Give me some research. Talk I don't yourself. like how we got back onto Omegaverse. Can we please? Stop yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Steer ourselves away. Um, I... We can do better than that. So we quickly do the rundown because there's something that I said last week that particularly eagle-eared listeners may have picked up on. Eagle eared. Eagles famously known for their ears. Eagles love it. It's hearing, Meg, and I think eagles probably do have pretty good hearing. They're birds of prey. Owl eared? Birds of prey. Bat eared. Fine. Birds of prey, good film. Yeah. Oh, what? Owl ears? Oh, no, birds of prey. Oh, birds of prey slaps. Okay. Slaps so hard. So, anyway, eagle eared listeners will love it. The plot. Yes. The plot. The plot. There is a plot. There, there was finally a plot. Once again, spoilers um, for the over 100-year-old sure book. Spoilers for The Picture of Dorian Gray, which if you're listening to this episode of the podcast, <laughs> I assume you've read? Or listened and to? If not... Listened to the or listened to, audiobook indeed, episode. That other audiobooks are available, but don't listen to them, listen to us instead. Graham is better. So, uh, I don't know. Every time I do it, I'm like, Stephen Fry is better than me. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's a high bar. <laughs> Which is fair. Everyone fair. makes non-committal noises. Everyone's like, <laughs> no, actually, no, no, Graham. You're, <laughs> you're better than beloved star Stephen Fry. National treasure. National treasure Stephen Fry National has nothing on you, some Stephen guy. <laughs> National treasure. National treasure is a good film, okay? I, oh, no. I will watch anything with Nicolas Cage in it. Same. So I, who would Nicolas so Cage play? I'm just so <laughs> enchanted. 
<laughs> Nicholas Cage would play a very unhinged Henry. Henry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. It would be he fun. He would, and it would work, and I don't like it. Anytime anyone mentions Nicholas Cage, I just think of that screen grab of that movie where it's like, I can tell that he likes you. That's the way that my brother looks at his girlfriend. And then it's just Nick Cage doing the most unhinged facial expression. He looks like a horse that smells <laughs> something what he's weird. That's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is a facial expression. He's so mean to international movie star Nicolas Cage. You know international treasure Nicolas Cage. International treasure Nicolas Cage spent so much on random objects that he is very deeply in debt. He, is he a, he's not a Scientologist, right? Am I getting this correct? He, he's one of the ones that's weird but not a Scientologist. I, I don't think he's a weird but line. not a Scientologist. Yeah. Okay, I cool. think he's his own brand of weird. I don't think he needs to he's doing subscribe to something weird in order yeah. to be weird. And now let's move Good. on he is from just the Church of Scientology weird. because the if plot. we talk about them too much, that man will come after us. We'll summon them. Uh, so uh, the plot of this win. chapter <laughs> is that Dorian is having a thought and it's oh. that surprising to him oh my he's never first one, one ever really i know and I, he I thinks to himself him anymore, guys. he says oh maybe i've done bad things and he says no Whoa. it's the painting's fault i will stab the painting and Which he turns does. out to be a real good idea then it goes really well he lives happily ever after yeah. <laughs> i don't think it's really funny that he gets back to his house and he's like i'm a good person now and then he looks at the portrait and the portrait is ickier than ever it's covered in yeah. blood it's he everywhere it's giving him it's like, but i did a good thing and then he gets the knife that killed basil by the way bah. and then he oh knife dabs the painting and then he's like oh no ouchie ouchie that doesn't feel very good and then he m- redacted yeah, oh no <laughs> 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 and then he is but no more he, he, oh dear. he, he make freaking <laughs> loses it freaking loses his life and then and then now what does he become listeners, he becomes a wrinkled yeah. race of a man so now, you may remember that I said this man. last week, and I was like, oh, haha, this doesn't Laughed happen in the, the book, stage. but wouldn't it be really yeah. funny if when Dorian dies, he was replaced by a wrinkled, ugly old man, and you're all like, ha And I thought, what the heck silly, are you talking about, you strange silly little, person? What a silly little concept, Liv. <laughs> That's the ending of the book, folks. Hilarious. He becomes Desicators. an old man who is dead. And I love that it's like they they only knew who he was by counting the rings on his fingers. I was like, did you think that a decrepit old man had He's just like snuck into Dorian's bedroom and put his it's clothes on? I mean, famous Marvel property Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Good. I can't believe they knew who Dorian was by all of his sweet sweet bling. Yeah. And his Gucci slides. Dorian's rap career took off a lot. That he was wearing that day. No, can't recognise him by that. It has to be his his jewellery. Dorian Gray's a successful SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, he is. He's a mumblecore rapper. Maybe he just wears the same jewellery every day like me. I guess, but if he was an old man that was a thief, would he not have just, I don't know, put his stuff on? No, they... They, yeah, they clock him yeah, in his anyway. But... Anyway, and then the the portrait is restored, and they're like, "Oh, that's a really it nice is. portrait." Anyway, there's this dead old man on the floor. So, how do we feel, folks, about the conclusion of the book? Did people think it was a fitting conclusion for Dorian? Um, um, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of he he. You know what he deserves it, but he also didn't face any real consequences no. of his actions. Not deliberately, yeah. anyway. Um, not. 
like openly. I mean, like if turning into a little raisin boy, um, <laughs> <laughs> just lying on your floor and dead forever, um, as is how long death is usually. Um, I mean, he deserves usually. it. But also, yeah, not always. Not always. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he kind he he um. By destroying the portrait, I was like, okay, mm. everything's come full circle. Yeah. Um, but he didn't... There were some things left unsaid. There were some things left un, unwrapped. Yeah. As some you say, he doesn't, unwrapped. he doesn't actually face any consequences or have to face down any of the people he's hurt, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, he mm-hmm. dies by accident. Because my, my bet was that he was going to uh, commit suicide. But which he doesn't do. He sort of... He manslaughters himself, I guess. I don't know what this. Yeah, he doesn't does. mean it's to kill himself. Suicide adjacent. He did. He's a trying scene. to kill the portrait, right? He's trying to destroy the portrait, and that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, which and I think was fitting. Kills himself because he's trying mm-hmm. to save himself, and then, in, as you say, in, inadvertently kills himself. And I think that makes sense for his character. But that's he so doesn't interesting, change. though, because mm. I was reading it and I was like, "To what extent do you think that this wasn't an accident?" Like, I don't know what oh. came up in my head. Like, mm. it might not even be textual. I read it at nine a.m. this morning, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, "I read it on my lunch break." Like, what percentages of them am I willing to bet that he? had some sort of like not on purpose but like in his Mm. head he knows everything he's done bad happens to this portrait so what does he logically think is gonna happen if he stabs through this portrait i think he doesn't have enough brain space i don't think that he's being logical i think Mm. um so i mean i i will say i really like the ending of this book when i first read it i like i remember finishing it and being like feeling like physical shock at the ending Mm. And being like, oh my goodness, yep. like I had a full like whoa moment. And that's that is why Dorian Gray is one okay. of my favorite books, is because of the ending. I think it's an incredible ending. And like, I know that you're all saying that Dorian never really faces consequences for his actions, but like that is literally the point of this book. Like, if it yeah, had been I like agree. that Dorian did a bad thing, chapter one, and then he, I don't know, goes to court and goes to jail and never has a haunted portrait, it would be an incredibly boring story. <laughs> the whole point is that everyone lets... I mean, and also, to be fair, he does face some consequences. Dorian, by the end of his life, is shunned by society. No one wants to be friends with him. True. Any girl that goes near him is instantly besmirched by his bad reputation. But And that's why he can only find kind of love adjacent in a village where mm-hmm. no one knows yeah, who he exactly. is. Yeah, um, exactly. So while, you know, no one has enacts revenge on Dorian I think the best part of the book is Dorian enacting some sort of quasi revenge on himself because he did one good thing in his life and thinks that all his past sins should just be scrubbed from this portrait it gets so angry he's a child throwing a tantrum and he's like but I didn't ruin a girl's virtue one time and I left Lord Henry's house early one time why does that mean that mm. i can't what why has this portrait got even worse what like it's not my fault that my ex-boyfriend killed himself it's not my fault that all this stuff happened really i'm an innocent bystander in this and then just get so angry at the portrait for basically being like nope your soul is black and dead and you are a terrible person and so he stabs <laughs> it because he's like that's not fair stab and then he I dies agree. and you know in I feel like when the stab happened and he was bleeding from the chest, he probably stumbled back and died thinking, no, this isn't fair. Because Dorian, at the the end of it all, all is just a spoiled child that no one told no to. He's so self-absorbed. I think Mm -hmm. I like what you brought up there, though, Ish, which is that 
the fact that he's killing the portrait and the portrait has all of the negative aspects of himself and that's what he's trying to kill Mm -hmm. so the thing that he is killing is the real him right Mm -hmm. so in a sense he is destroying himself deliberately because the thing that he seeks to destroy yeah all of his negative qualities but i think he doesn't Um, see like no i don't think he's made that link no i think he's i to echo something i said a few weeks ago i quite frankly Mm. don't think he's intelligent enough to recognize that oh no, the painting's ugly because he's ugly on the inside, to use right. such a, an old, antiquated um, metaphor. But I, I totally agree with, with Liv's view of, yeah, he probably did think it was unfair. He probably did think, wow, I've been hard done by, by I've tried to basically wipe everything clean, make everything clean and shiny and new and forget all about my bad qualities and has essentially died because of it. But also... As a as a kind of petulant child man, but mm. who made him that way? The person who made him that way was Henry. Well, yeah. Henry has, or at least not made him, but molded him, molded someone who wasn't perfect and was already privileged into something that was bad, or at least right at the beginning and left him on a path to do whatever. But Henry has already faced the consequences of his actions. In a way, his wife has left him, he's sad, and he's lonely in his house, being the miserable old man that he always was. Sure. Whereas Dorian never confronted the fact that he was a bad person, and this is him confronting it, and in confronting it, he died. I was just... The thing is, I completely agree with your thing, Liv, about him being a petulant child. That totally tracks. But, like... Why I know it's a book, and of course it it saves for like the climax of the book, but if it was fully just a throwaway moment of anger and petulance, why does he wait till now till he's got nothing left? Like, like he could have tried to destroy the portrait so early on, like he knew somewhere, surely, like in the back mm. of his head that something could have happened if he tried to destroy the portrait. It's like it's almost like he's held off, he's tried to hide it and hide it and hide it. Yeah. And then in that moment of petulance he went, Well I've got nothing left to lose. So it's been years, eh, eh. right? He, well, yeah. How has it never occurred to him before? I, I think he's thirty years, yeah. I think he's only just figured out that he has any kind of mild guilt about it. He's like, hmm. Am I a bad person? Which is why yeah. he's having this sudden like maybe this is bad actually maybe it's not absolving me of all my evil doings he also blames basil for the portrait he doesn't blame himself for making the portrait the way it is he blames basil for creating the portrait but he does absolutely nothing about the fact that basil created a portrait in the way that he was Mm -hmm. um, which was a pretty boy he was the one who said oh i wish like the portrait could stay the or like age for me essentially which i could live forever blah 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 whatever he said in the first chapter he's not kind of realized that he was the one who kind of put it upon himself but... yeah he blames himself very very briefly i think for all of about two lines of the book and then immediately he says but it was basil he says i think i wish i'd never made that not packed you know but i wish i'd never sort of said that thing which made it happen um, which was him saying, I wish I could always be like this. And then he immediately says, but of course it was Basil's fault for doing well, it. Well, that's what... Um, so I'd, I'd like to make a point on this, is that, like, I know, Meg, that you're saying that it was Lord Henry that made him this way. I don't think it was. I think, like, if if Dorian wasn't 
as superficial as he you know became to be if he had no sense of superficiality and he wasn't i mean truly aware of like you know being gorgeous and like that making you know life very easy for him i don't think he would have been taken in by what henry was saying at all he had to have at least some inkling otherwise why on earth would he after reading after having one a bit off conversation of reading a book on hedonism he wouldn't have been like whoop off i go into the deep end like i just i think to externalize all of dorian's wrongdoing to henry and to other people in the book you're actually doing like not, not you i don't i'm using the um proverbial you not you specifically i'm not being like Meg's wrong. <laughs> like as a reader you do what dorian does because what dorian's been doing this entire book is saying oh well i did bad things but they're not really my fault like he wouldn't have killed basil if basil hadn't made the portrait and he wouldn't even be this way if balance hadn't painted it in the first place and you know he wouldn't have even said that thing if henry hadn't had that conversation with him and you know he wouldn't have um you know he wouldn't have been so mean to sybil if she'd acted better like this is the whole thing that dorian does and i think that's why for me i don't see the portrait stabbing as anything i guess real and tangible in him actually being like oh i i want to exit from this world basically the reason why i don't see it that way is because he on purpose locked the portrait up because he didn't want to see it because the reminder that his bad actions have a consequence on the portrait is a reminder that actually he is the one doing the bad things it's not people around him making them do do them and i think that because he externalizes so much he honestly hadn't considered that stamming the portrait would harm him in any way so yeah that's why but that's why mm. I, I i don't think that it's like a conscious well it, i think it's a conscious decision because he just wants to get rid of it but i think the reason why he wants to get rid of it is because it's ugly and he doesn't like to be reminded mm. that he is mm. ugly i think that um why well, I, I agree with you that uh, i don't think he fully thought oh by destroying the portrait i will die um by saying when to, to go back to me saying um he's kind of become the way he is because of henry's influence um i'm not blaming henry for the fact that dorian killed basil that's all on his own um i'm not blaming henry for the way that dorian treated sybil henry i think took a very vulnerable naive young man who was yeah probably somewhat aware that he was incredibly attractive and privileged and basically and was quite frankly not intelligent enough to i don't know make it on his wits alone and saw this kind of person and molded him to be a high society gentleman who was a bit of a redacted sh- oh so whoopsies <laughs> redacted <laughs> who is um a bit of like a bad guy um however this influence um i don't know it's not it's not the way he he didn't make dorian kill basil or he didn't make dorian treat sybil badly he molded dorian into a sort of person that henry would find amusing um dorian then ran with this and I don't know, did bad things. But I think he probably had a kind of kernel of potential to be a bad person. Um, And Henry kind of brought that out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's also like, that is the point 
not to, like not to be like reductive or anything but that is kind of the point in the book like mm-hmm. Dorian could have been a per- nice person well he yeah. could have you know he could have there's but I mean there's multiple points there's probably a point every chapter where Dorian probably could have been like hmm that's enough now I'm gonna not do bad things anymore and then he actively chooses not to but yeah I think I think I think you know I think Dorian definitely was influenced by the people around him but that he could have been similarly influenced by Basil you know hmm could have, I feel like I'm, I'm getting conscious enough. that I'm taking up a lot of the yeah. talking time. So if anyone else has any other points no, they'd like fine. to make about this chapter, because well, I have let's... other stuff that I want to say, but I don't want it to just like bleh let's about it, you know. Pop over <laughs> to Lucius and Katie to see what they thought of the ending. Lucius, after you. Okay, thank you, my <laughs> darling. I mean, obviously, I already knew what the ending was. Like, I barely needed to read the chapter to be fair, because it's kind of stamped onto my brain. It's, the only thought in my brain clearly <laughs> and <laughs> you know like it, it's it is kind of don't all don't all jump on me it is kind of tragic in a very gothic way that dorian like mm. you know does all of this like terrible stuff obviously which is you know terrible clearly i don't condone the actions in this book um <laughs> and then you know he tr- he tries sort of it's not a very good try but you know he tries to sort of you know be a better person after like 30 years which is far too long and then you know he has like Mm. a complete breakdown really about the fact that he's essentially a monster you know by the end of the book he his portrait is monstrous the way that i think of it is you know by by the time the portrait's you know done uh it's it's done cooking it's barely human at that point (laughs) So, you know, he is. Hmm? I think the word monstrous comes up twice Mm, in this chapter. I'm just saying, Mm. do you think that Doran was. I mean, obviously he was covered in blood because he'd had a stab wound. Do you think he had the blood on the same marks as the portrait had in it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it was like a Mm. kind of like swap (laughs) thing. So you think. Wait, sorry, the the blood from his own death? As in it preempted it, do you think? I. Because he has blood on his hands, figuratively Mm. speaking, from other people, but Mm. he's not. He's not directly, to my knowledge, stabbed anyone or anything I, like that, like up close. I and think the blood on his hands that didn't come from killing Basil has actually come from the people that he sort of indirectly killed. Because, mm. you know, he's mm. pushed yeah. a lot of people into, you know, like alcoholism, killing themselves, uh, you know, mm. like opium addictions. Uh, you know, he's, he's treated women terribly, as we know. Yeah. And, you know, some of the, like, especially women that he treats terribly may have, you know, that may have caused them to make decisions that get them killed or cause them to die a lot earlier further down the line. So maybe mm. the portrait kind of takes that on as well and all the blood is kind of welled over. I think that was a little implied by the fact that he's like, is there more blood and it's on there's my blood on his feet shoes. as well yeah yeah blood on his feet mm-hmm. yeah um it's like mm-hmm. kind of it's a thing where he's like oh god ew it's even worse and is there blood everywhere <laughs> gross because the blood i think first appears on his hand after he's first responsible for a yeah, death yeah it's on the hand that he he stabbed basil with it's on that hand specifically ah uh, so it wasn't after sybil's then oh um no after sybil's he has a cruel smirk that's true you're right um, he does yes mm-hmm. but i think so it is direct action maybe yeah so maybe we're going with... too intensely into the mechanics but but i think also is that like with i mean i don't need to do this like 
this is going to sound like I'm being really callous, but so Sybil's way of killing herself, I think, um, would have mm. actually have involved blood, whereas Alan Campbell uh, shot himself. Yes. So I think okay. it's uh, more of a how violent the death was. I mean, not to say that sure. drinking lye wouldn't be incredibly painful and violent um, for you, but I think like it, it would be awful. Uh, let me just say that now. It's essentially cyanide, um, and that's mm. very, very painful and a horrible way to die. Um, but I think with Alan Campbell, because it was a very violent death in his lab, um, which the visuals of that alone is quite intense, um, I think. Mm. And I think also just because with Sybil, it was kind of his first real act of cruelty. But it sounds bad. So with Sybil, he was horrible to her. He shouldn't have been horrible to her. Um, but I don't think he and I don't think he was ever intending for her to kill herself. And obviously, while he wasn't truly that upset about it, he distracted himself very quickly from that. With Alan Campbell, it's basically just like, hi, can you come over and dispose of this body? If not, I'll ruin your reputation. And then he basically essentially made him chop up and dispose of a man that he was most likely friends with at some point and dispose yeah, of the body. And then he just deliberate. doesn't care. He's it's like, well, bye, Alan. Anyway, if you tell anyone about yeah. this, I'll ruin your life. And so that mm. is very much more direct than the Sybil situation yeah katie what are your thoughts on the conclusion yeah i mean i would echo like megan lib's thoughts as well especially but to go like slightly down (laughs) my mic fell over (laughs) Um, (laughs) to go slightly down a different route i think it's a really interesting portrayal of like repentance and whether you can Mm. atone for stuff because obviously there is like the imagery towards the end of like god and stuff but i think obviously Mm. he's kind of trying to like go through his crimes in his head and make amends for them in like this childish way that is like, but not really my fault. And then I think he does come to the conclusion, actually, I there's nothing I can really do about that. And society won't punish me. I think he even, it says at one point, like even if he did confess, he would believe him. So it's kind of like, mm. a, there was no real way that he would in like, without this like death at the end, there's no way that he could make amends for it. And there's no way that he would, like serving the justice system or anything like that it's just that there's no other way out and he's like well even if something bad happens i'll just destroy the portrait so i think i think it is mostly Mm -hmm. a like kind of petulant moment but i think there is that reflection there like well i can't repent in any other way so may as well just try and get like get rid of the bad bit because nothing else will atone for it and he is thinking about like sin and Mm -hmm. god and stuff at that point Mm -hmm. That is a cool way to conclude. He says that the the painting had been like a conscience to him. So yeah. I see it as him. He's never really had a conscience for the last couple of decades anyway. Mm-hmm. But I see him as that this moment, him finally facing. And I think like you say, he, he can't atone any further. Yeah. He's finally facing the fact that he has no conscience. So he's going to cut it literally out of his life. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't go well. Can we... Uh, no. <laughs> so it's really interesting that you mentioned repentance because this is something that I actually wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So at the start of the chapter where Dorian's like, I'm going to be a good person now, boop 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 uh, and then gets real upset because <laughs> the portrait is gross and yucky. Um, I found it really interesting. Now, I don't actually know how Oscar Wilde was raised, but basing on the time and that he um, was, uh, I believe his his family was Irish, I'm going to take a wild guess and guess that he was raised some sort of Christian. Um, I don't know which. That seems fair. Um, as someone who was raised Protestant um, and, you know, 
uh, I, I'm non-practicing, shall we say. Um, I had some thoughts disgraced on... Disgraced Protestant. <laughs> disgraced Protestant, yeah. Let's, let's call it that. You can be a lapsed Catholic or a disgraced Protestant. Um, <laughs> Hello, lapsed I don't Catholic want to be lapsed. I don't want to be lapsed. <laughs> I don't for it, Ailish. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ailish. <laughs> Catholic. God damn it! Um, Quite literally, God be damned. <laughs> oh no, I think it's um, I think it's damn you. <laughs> this point, damnation. Oh um, no. So, <laughs> this is fun. This is the fun, goofy mood I would actually like to go into this bit with. Um, so basically, I think that Oscar Wilde's actually saying something quite interesting about religion here because I mean, it's no. It's fairly obvious in this book that he doesn't think too highly of religion as a concept anyway and i think with this bit i think he's kind of mocking people that like this is me this is my own interpretation if you want to steal it for your essays by all means um but i in this moment i saw it as basically him kind of mocking the concept of people that do terrible things and then go to church on a sunday and maybe say a prayer and maybe Mm. give collection because Mm. i will say one of the major things that i struggled with um growing up religious and one of the main like things that i really could not fathom in my mind was that you could do any number of terrible things and then just say sorry for it and that's it i always felt like people should Mm -hmm. have to do more martin Um, luther king has entered the chat or should be punished in some other way (laughs) because i just for me i was like but that's not fair because how is my sin of being a child and maybe telling my mum to go away or slamming a door how is that in any way comparable to someone that's done something truly awful you know well uh, Liv, it's all about the number of hail marys that you say it's all about the number you're yeah. assigned you so, it's not just one it's a whole redacted it's a whole rosary oh no i see i never did that i just said our father a bunch of times i i literally have a distinct memory of walking in mm-hmm. and like asking how many our fathers and hail marys i would get us out i never went to catholic church <laughs> i've never oh been baby to, i um i was confirmed and i did a whole like um like a monastery sleepover oh with God. the monks <laughs> Monastery sleepover. I was just. I was just. Why does this sound actually quite fun? Multiple times. I love that for the aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, delicious for the aesthetic. Now I'm pagan. With with Protestant church, I don't know how many people know this. If you weren't raised Protestant, um, so you don't do Hail Marys or Our Fathers. Uh, There's one bit where the priest basically says like we are now going to pray and ask for repentance and you basically think of all the sins that you did that week and you say uh, a sorry prayer for them essentially you say the prayer of repentance and that's it so mm. if you're like a good like christian or like even a middling christian surely every week you shouldn't have done sins well i mean like, the, whole point is that the whole time thing is <laughs> like a lot every week to be human is to sin and like if you say oh my god that's a sin if you swear that's a oh sin if you like say swear to god that's also sinning there's so like there's so many Shout things at your that mom, are... it's a sin. if you get angry at your parents that's a sin if you um like it, it's just multiple things that like are classed as sinning and yeah so i mean the whole point of like being human is like sinning i'm, I'm not going to go into a religion thing right now but like the whole point is that everyone sins so you're all supposed to say sorry for them but my mm. issue was is that like 
okay, I get taking the world's name in vain. I get being angry with people. I get, you know, potentially being selfish. What I don't get is why murderers just get to say that they're sorry <laughs> and be saved. I never understood that. And like, I'm, you know, I have, I've like before, I don't know if we would get anyone messaging in, um, like just to let everyone know i've i've had religious discussions before this is not a discussion that i would very much like to go into again this is just giving my perspective but from my perspective this is oscar wilde being like ta-da <laughs> you mm. can't just do a good thing one time and get rid of mm. everything and I, I know that's the point of repentance is that you're supposed to say you're sorry and then never do the bad thing again but uh as anyone who is raised Christian and go to and has gone to church with people who weren't particularly nice and do all the showing up for church and everything, but uh, maybe don't take the lessons home. I don't think that many people <laughs> actually do that. You yeah. get a free shot at doing every sin once, and then you're done. <laughs> no, okay, you you not all of them. Get your hall pass. <laughs> One collect free them all sin. like Pokemon. No. I think there are some that are off the list. Don't covet your don't covet your neighbor's ass. <laughs> but what if it's a really good donkey? <laughs> uh, to add a, a teeny. A teeny tiny bit of context into this. Um, after some fun on Oscar Wilde's Wikipedia page, which included reminding me of his many middle names. Oh, yeah, um, there's so many. His mother, uh, so great, I love them. His mother was an Irish nationalist. Um, he was Ooh. raised Anglican initially, mm. but there are rumours, and I can see why they would remain rumours and never be substantiated, that he was later, after being baptised into an Anglican church in Ireland, baptised catholic ah, would make sense but not confirmed so, interesting no well catholicism and being irish and also anglo-irish because his family was um half and half mm. these are all politically potent things yeah. hello um, hello hello english is a yes. chat <laughs> oh no mm, irish so yes i, Wait, I think english? we can not irish interesting half oh. irish <laughs> how did you guess i'm being silly wild Oscar Wilde. I, I think there's, there's, yeah. Just I want just wanted to say that to confirm that it's highly likely that we are looking at some commentary here, at least mm. in points during the book. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've, I've I've done my religion thing. I'll fade into the background. Yeah, Alish. Yeah, I've said peace. Point, <laughs> on Be the point of repentance and atonement and uh, whether. Dorian, like to what extent Dorian's responsible for things? Do we think that Dorian could have been good? Like, I, I understand this is going down into nature nurture, and I know that everyone mm. has the opportunity to be good. But logically, given the path of events, do we believe that it could be possible that he could take the other path? Okay, depends at what point, doesn't it? Because, like, obviously, mm. at the beginning definitely could go either way but then how many heinous crimes do you do yeah is everything up to like the actual murder like that he does with his hands is that redeemable for then is it redeemable before Sybil Mm. or is does she not count because he didn't actually kill her but like kind of he did I I I think if it was right after Sybil he'd had a huge crisis of conscience like you know repented and you know actually tried like if he'd like anonymously paid for her to have a proper funeral mm. um you know like sort of re- you, you know tried to make amends in that way obviously you know you can't bring someone back to life it's not that kind of gothic novel um, <laughs> but you know if he'd like genuinely tried to make things better for like her family and then he'd 
you know, not yeah. done something like that again, like a stupid, um, then, yeah, I think he could have gone down a path of, like, being good and the portrait would have just aged like a normal person instead of mm. having blood everywhere think, and stuff. I think structurally the book supports Lucius's point yeah. there because uh, okay. after the Sybil incident, we then go into the big time skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sort of... It, bookends him starting down this path which is and the, the the sort of the final push over the edge if you will is Sybil Vane yeah and then we we then skip to the end of it which is him having this sort of crisis of it's not a crisis of conscience I'd say it's a crisis of confidence that he mm. has um like he that. doesn't ever fully thank you assess like his conscience aside from trying to stab it um but he does <laughs> lose faith in his ability to carry on so yeah, I, I think that is for me the the last point is how he deals with that Sybil Vane thing in context of how the book is structured in context of real life. I think it's this is a very difficult question. So we think Basil is the line to draw. We think after Basil, there's no in in his personality. There's no. No, I think earlier. I think because Basil is that... after so many years of him ruining other people's lives too. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I... He has his string of boyfriends who have been like exiled. That <laughs> yeah. is like his fault. I think Basil is to show us that that's how far gone he now is. Yeah. Because that's after the time skip. So mm. after Sybil, he's turned the road. There is no left turns imaginable. Sybil's the crossroads, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. yeah. And he's not read the sign. Because, <laughs> yeah, Sybil's the first really bad thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and like... I think the point of it is, is that he... Sybil is the first time that he does a very terribly awful thing and faces zero consequences. Mm. And I think that's the thing is that, like... I mean, even before this, right, Dorian's life has been pretty easy he's very pretty people don't really care if he plays violin or piano or whatever they just like that he's at dinner parties <laughs> oh i'm sorry i keep coming back to that but i just think it's so significant you know i know it's from the very start of the book but I, mm, so significant the music the music bit, bit you, you know the music when she's like oh dora plays violin well, maybe anyway. i would argue that his it is significant in a sense because it shows that he has the ability to create something beautiful and yet no one, no one cares, cares about yeah. it so like no one cares that sounds awful when I say no one cares about Dorian, but no one really cares deeply about Dorian. I mean, Basil no, does, but personally. Basil is an outlier and should be counted, but not in. Spiders Basil. Spiders Basil. Spiders Basil, who makes 10,000 murals of Dorian a day. With each of his little spider legs. That's pretty good. <laughs> if if ten thousand basils stood at ten thousand easels, <laughs> at what point would they paint the entirety of Shakespeare's Hamlet? You know? no. um, <laughs> if you put ten thousand basils on ten thousand easels, eventually they'll faint from simping too hard. Is what would happen? <laughs> right. the thing is, simultaneously, this would be enraptured. an incredibly boring book if at. When you're reading it, you don't think that Dorian could be redeemed. Yeah. I don't think... Mm. Did you, though? Did At what point did you stop, or did you ever stop Ailish well, believing that he could be redeemed? I'm curious. That's a difficult question, because yeah. for the narrative's sake, I didn't think he was going to be redeemed. But did you think he could? I think he could, and I think that's critical to reading the book, because if okay. you think... If you think Dorian is a monster. There's no hope. You might as well just end the book. Like, right. 
you're just carrying on for carrying on's sake. Okay. Could I... I'm sorry that I derailed by talking about spiders barrel basil. <laughs> Could I finish? Could I... No, carry on. Yes, no, sorry, carry, sorry, sorry, sorry. I had sorry. a point it was going somewhere and I derailed it. Carry on then, sorry. <laughs> so, so my point is, is that even before Sybil, Dorian just kind of like gets away with stuff. Not that he's, you know, intentionally trying to do anything bad, but, you know, he's treated in a different way to people. He's, you know, special and... You know, I bet he said any number of awkward things at these parties because he's literally like a 20 year old in mm. the big city mm-hmm. by himself. And, you know, but everyone thinks he's so nice and charming. But the significance about Sybil's death is that it is an awful thing that he's in connection with. And the whole world basically just shows him that actually it doesn't matter. No one really, no one, no one cares enough to make the connection. And even if they did, They'd be like, oh, gosh, that's so awful. You know, Dorian was maybe seeing that girl, but oh, no, I mean, she. they would basically essentially blame it on Sybil. In the same way that Henry does. Henry's basically like, oh, sure. that's really sad. Well, anyway, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has, it's not your fault, faulted Dorian so much that he's like, doing a literal murder? Not my fault. Like <laughs> The only person who doesn't, it's not your fault him if you will <laughs> is basil who tries to actually confront him mm. and then he, that's the one i think that's the first time that he take we see him i should say take deliberate action to harm someone because i think before he has harmed people and it's been through things that he's actively done but he's managed to kid himself that he's not been harming people whereas with basil he does literally stab the man in the throat. Mm. I think there's no way you could square that off in your mind as not being a deliberate act of harm. Uh, so I think maybe this supports what you're saying in that he he's never had anyone say to him, this is your fault before. And when it finally happens, I think he's far enough down the road that he cannot handle it. Hence why he becomes violent. Mm. Mm. Would anyone else like to... I, we we moved off it a bit, but come back to Ailish's point on at um, what point he was redeemable. I think that... I don't know about at what point, mm. but I think Dorian could have... I mean, obviously, the, the entire concept is that Dorian could have been a good person, but wasn't. Um, and the whole story is that he wasn't a good person because if he was a good person, it would be a boring book. Very short. Um, even shorter. <laughs> but he's... Again, to just absolutely dunk on this boy's yeah. undeveloped prefrontal cortex. Get that cortex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's this, this poor little boy, I don't know, to come up with like horrible, nasty, terrible, terrible, and nasty little man things, he's just not bright enough. I think that a lot of the stuff he does is careless. A lot of the bad stuff he does is careless and it's not cruel and calculated and nasty and he's not twiddling his little thumbs while he's thinking Mm. about it. He's just, he looks out for number one, which is himself, and he doesn't see the harm he does until it's too late. Can I flip Um, that back on? Oh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, go for it, go for it. Can I flip that back on you then? Um, You say that he's not harmful but just careless. Do you think we're expected to see him being careless as equally harmful? Oh, no, he's absolutely harmful. Mm. He just doesn't... um, Sorry, that wasn't to negate the fact that he killed a man. 
I think you're correct. I think <laughs> killed he is, a, a woman by proxy. He's always but, uh, he's always careless, not harmful, except for the he's one point careless. He doesn't cover his tracks. He yeah. doesn't plan in advance. He is so selfish mm. that he will do something without thinking of the consequences. Because again, quote unquote, quite frankly. He's not intelligent enough. <laughs> sure. Um, well, he's a child. I mean, that's the thing that it is. He's also, yeah, that's exactly the point. It's his baby uncooked prefrontal cortex. Mm. Sorry, I just um, uncooked. <laughs> don't I like it. His uncooked brain, His uncooked brain. It's undercooked. It's got a soggy bottom. I'm going to put it, it in does. for longer. Thanks, Prue. His brain <laughs> does have a soggy bottom. <laughs> no soggy bottom Dorian's brain. brain would place lowest on the technical challenge of the Great British Bake Off, and you know it. I don't even want. To, wait, I'm sorry. Can we circle back to this later? I really do want to have a Bake Off Dorian conversation. Oh my god! Okay, when we've definitively finished oh, having a, co- a good literary conversation, can we, we please talk it. about? That? Okay. Can I just say how remember. proud we are that we've actually spoken about the book intelligently for half an hour? Don't expect any more of this, guys. Had points. It's taken us twenty book clubs, but we finally got there. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of the chapters are like Dorian goes to tea and then lists the items. That Literally, and you're like, great, right, loads to say on that one. Right, I will. Nothing say, happens in this book when we weren't all here. Where we did chat about the book that we actually had. Go- to be fair, that is true because I remember that Liv and Graham and I had a had a decent mm. conversation about yeah. fridging. Li- right, so I think that's the- that's a structural thing. It's easier when there's less people to back and forth a conversation. The members <laughs> all ratio, <laughs> right? So the the x and y axis. You got members all right. on the x. I'm sorry. You got okay. chaos on, on the y. The- members on the x. The more. <laughs> And members this is are our are the high chaos. <laughs> I don't know why I went James A. Caster, but <laughs> members on the X. defended by it as well. I'm James A. Caster. I'm fully here because... Oh, yeah! <laughs> Before this recording, I what asked everyone if they had their government-mandated cocktail. So, Vinny, I have. I'm just here I've to add I to the chaos. of those. I also I'm have. I'm drinking chucky milk with vanilla vodka in it. Yum yum! You're disgusting oh, and delightful. This is like a two-minute gap where I'm not actually anywhere near the microphone in this episode, which is me going to get another government-mandated <laughs> cocktail. Uh, oh, that's why we were all heavily insulting you, by the way. That. We all sat around the it's microphone. A yeah. meeting. It's a business meeting. Yeah, business jokes meeting. left the yeah, room the and Graham business, slander business. entered. Yeah, yeah, business, right. Business, 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 business. 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 Is this working? so i've lost track of where okay okay, i want to say one thing and it's not constructive at all um Uh hetty merton is an awful (laughs) it's the poshest posh lady name it's terrible it's very much like i went to private school i went to botherington's academy and i went to hetty merton who had the brightest most beautiful pony and we went to Club. Okay, so what you're, so what you're saying to me is that Hattie Merton is a Conservative MP. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in one of those very small seats. Yeah. Hetty Merton voted against free school meals for kids. <laughs> <laughs> because she's just like, what? why don't those kids just have money? <laughs> Hetty Merton at the government parties in lockdown. <laughs> Petty Merton was the one who went to Tesco with the empty suitcase. <laughs> but 
looking into on the soft bosoms, right? <laughs> what? Right. Oh, what? No, 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 wait. We're not going to be bussing anywhere. I've like had the softest bosom, right? Stay away from my bosom. It's a thing that Dorian says on about her that she has the softest bosom, right? Dorian, I don't know. Wait, Graham, Graham, I need to ask this before I say this thing because it's gonna, it's gonna be really funny. Can I say tits? Uh oh. Yeah. Right, Dorian. I don't know who you're interacting with, but anyone that you're interacting with and they have rock solid tits, you should not be touching them. They have something wrong with them. Firm tits. They shouldn't be hard. In general, boobs are very soft. I feel like isn't that? I think that's the the nickname that was on the back of um, Hetty Merton's hockey jersey (laughs) when she went to private school. Well, no, actually, so either you you are breastfeeding currently and you maybe haven't expressed in a while um that can be that can cause hardness but in general boobs are pretty soft (laughs) they're just they're little sacks of fat on your chest and they're soft that's why they you know jiggle and stuff thanks for that explaining the anatomy of breasts i assume that most people listening has either interacted with seen or has a breast I, just, the one, just the one, just the one, one breast. Well, maybe. Actually, what about our no, gay male? Maybe audience? you do only have one. Okay, our gay AMAP audience, huh? What? <laughs> As our gay male representative. Oh God, yes. Go on. Are you aware that boobs are soft? Um, Liz, that's Liz, a very good question. Like bring up the fact that I am sissent. I mean, <laughs> Lucius might have been breastfed. Oh my God. <laughs> Does he remember? I also haven't had top vetoing this conversation. <laughs> I'm nuking this conversation. I'm nuking it. I'm so sorry. I I would, before we destroy this conversation, I would like to posit that Liv added scene in there as if you can assess the tip from a mile away and be like, yes, that's soft, or yes, that's hard. Well, yeah, okay, right. I'm sorry. They wouldn't... Right. If if boobs weren't soft, they wouldn't do any of the bounce that they do. That's my problem. The anime boob physics. Too much anime. They wouldn't do the anime boob physics. I'm not. Too much, I'm not much too much anime. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. If you run down a pair, of, if you run down a set, if you run down a set of stairs, you have to hold them. Okay. I'm just saying. That is true. That is very true. Yeah, Otherwise, I may blind myself. Okay. Not if I, you're me. It was my turn to derail the conversation. I guess that's good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I. I want to bring it back on track, but I don't know what to say. Oh, so breastfeeding. There's a track. I didn't bring up the breasts. I only brought up um, Hetty Merton. Say it again <laughs> for the kids in the back. Hetty Merton. Hetty Merton. Hetty Merton. I was also interested in the idea that of okay. So what Dorian says are the reasons for his downfall. Because in this chapter, he, I think, although he doesn't think it's permanent, he does think that he's experiencing a low point. And he says that it's his beauty and his youth that he had prayed for. Uh, I, From the impression I'm getting from what we've said so far, we don't agree with that statement. But do you feel that Dorian's beauty and youth were a contributing factor? Or is it solely in his personality? Dorian has pretty privilege. Yeah. Oh, he does. <laughs> I, he does. I agree. I was leading the question quite heavily, sorry. Agreed. What's what's really interesting is literally last chapter, Henry was like, I would give anything for my youth. And then Dorian's like, oh, my youth! Ah! So for you. <laughs> oh no, my youth! Get a portrait, buddy. Oh no, my buddy. youth is broken. <laughs> oh no, my youth! It's broken! Oh no, my Dorian is broken. 
about end of the chapter. He's a little <laughs> man. Actually, he's a little pickle man. <laughs> <laughs> for those Someone playing the quick, bingo put him in some vinegar has everyone, has everyone yep. seen Pickle him. The, the tumblr post with the baby pelican picture and then all the tags underneath it no <gasps> oh no, no. Put the photo in the chat photo in chat that's on bingo give me a second but basically for, for the is this relevant whilst, wait, no, whilst for the listeners you... oh go ahead Lucius give me a second oh this is a long post right this may post to the oh, chat hideously. No. Have you started something you can't finish? Um, I'm not going to read all of it out. I'm going to read some examples because it's one picture followed by a bunch of examples. This is gonna you're going to have to zoom okay. into this. Mm. This is going to send really horribly. I apologize. Yeah. It's probably oh, also going to be blurry. But basically, for the listeners, oh good god, yeah, oh, oh my god, oh my lord, for, oh no, it isn't blurry. That's like the what is the color of the sky? Yeah, it's about as long. Uh, oh, for the no. listeners, oh, there is a photo oh, of a baby pelican, and he looks a little shriveled. So, do you do you want me to cursed? Is always just my mother? Yeah, do you want to see the voice in the TikTok? Short piece of gum looking. Yeah, nothing to see here. Isn't just it? Can I? Graham, but Graham, can I say piss on the podcast? I honestly don't know. He looks like. No, his name is Piss. Grab me. Homunculus. The one historian is just the. His soul is being weighed. It's. I don't want to be a cartoon old man. I don't want to He looks boiled. He looks like boiled. This chicken nugget is messed up. I don't want to be weird to him, but it looks as if he's begging for it. Gunch. I also like um Oh no, I draw I left Oh no, I lost it. <laughs> oh the the baby from a racer head. Oh, it does look like the baby from a racer head. Huge huge fun of this one. I seen a puppet made to look like a skinned chicken carcass and it looked more like a bird than that old man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, welcome to Lifter's voice acting. This is my audition yeah. reel, actually, now. <laughs> yeah. So, it's your show reel. Put it on your spotlight profile. Put it on there. Get that on your CV. Does anyone have... I feel like we are nearing our hour now, the hour mark, mm. which I try and keep the episodes to. Very Any tasty. concluding remarks on the entire book, The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, published 1890... What? Two? Yes. That was a lot of words. No heterosexual well, explanation for this. You didn't have to be so dramatic. <laughs> I would pop people True. and do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Posh people do what they want with no That's consequences. Yeah. This is, this is Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. <laughs> yes, yes. This is just to go back to what Graham said before about whether or not it was the beauty and the youth that ruined Dorian. I don't think it was the beauty in the youth. It was the value that he placed on that. He placed far too much value on it. Okay. Um, which I think, honestly, not to get socio-political with it, but hey I think, like, especially now, we're in an era where everyone values beauty and youth way too much to the point that people will tell thirty-year-olds that they look really good for thirty, and like people mm. like the fact that preventative Botox is even a thing. Like you're supposed mm. to get Botox before you even get wrinkles, so you don't even develop wrinkles until later. I and like that. people covering, like I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on skincare regimes. I think skincare regimes are really good, but if you're only if you're mm. doing a twenty-step skincare regime to like 
de-age yourself yeah. at the age of like 25 that's weird there's not something right? super yeah. healthy about that and i just think that like and this is what my epq was on fun fact but hey. i did my epq on whether or not the attitudes in dorian gray towards youth and beauty are still prevalent or still relevant <laughs> to society yeah. today and her fun fact it's they gotten sure worse are. I think it's gotten worse yeah. and I just I don't know it makes me sad because I don't actually think mm. that aging is necessarily a bad thing and I think and Ooh. from a feminist perspective I think I mean I obviously this is about a man but I think that the fact that there's kind of this idea that women hit like 30 or 35 and then turn into like shriveled husks mm. of themselves um that is my is, Stop it, Katie. <laughs> that is what I plan to do. I plan to become a raisin and live out my 30s as a dried fruit. <laughs> um, I need to become a giant dog. Good. Not no, the metamorphosis by Ooh, Hello, Kafka. Like, really heinous. I think it's also bad that we basically imply that anyone over the age of 28 isn't allowed to have hobbies or be interested in yeah. anything. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that's like quote unquote predatory and they shouldn't, they shouldn't yeah, exist online. Weird. They shouldn't be into anything. You should, I guess, go to work and come home and then sit in the dark get your pension but also kids. at the end of the day there is some horrible i mean obviously it's not one of the themes in dorian gray but um there is currently such a pressure to be so successful in your mm-hmm. teens mm-hmm. that um when you hit your 20s and you feel burnout you're like oh you should be feeling this so old um and i saw this thing on tiktok obviously you know the pinnacle of education yeah, of but i do actually find a lot of educational materials on tiktok um cooking videos the um the creative burnout of jonathan larson when he wrote tick tick boom um, of him approaching his 30s and realizing he hadn't made his magnum opus whereas right now people consider themselves old and past their peak at 23 24 yeah. um i'm 24 and i'm like oh wow i'm so old like what, I'm what in have my i done 20s yeah. no we are still like in the prime of our lives we are so so young and 30 is so young mm-hmm. apart from Ayla. yep I was about to say something that makes me sound even older because I was Go about on. to say the older I get the more I feel like 30 is a baby like I'm sat where I am at yes. the good old age of 25 nearly 26 dear listeners it's mm horrible it's actually really cool it's very pretty sick um it's actually a good time to be alive 30s baby mm. adults yeah. aren't really so young so uh, adults young. just aren't a thing and yeah i know yeah. 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 not that, real like, adults not real prefrontal cortex doesn't actually finish fully developing until you hit 25 anyway I mean, not to say that, like, anyone... No, you're not. I mean, that's the thing. Fully baked. Just because your prefrontal cortex is fully developed does not make you, like, completely done. Like, oh, you're ready for, like, I don't know, the rest of your life. People change and grow as they get older. Constantly. Great, in fact. People are still changing. Like, older people... Like, people continue to grow and evolve regardless of age. Um... And I think putting a pin in you want to be successful by X, Y, Z time is not constructive. Is not achievable because I mean, everyone moves one at their own pace, and also everyone is moving. There is not one single point where, even when you feel like you're stagnating as a person, you're still Mm. moving, you're still developing. Um, Yeah. So that kind of put a pin in it. You should have a life by 25 is it's terrible real and it's not yeah. true and if you feel like 
oh gosh, I've gotten to a point in my life where um, I feel like this is it for me forever. No, it's not. Because you're always developing as a person. I agree. And Dorian could have had that too. He could Let's have, bring it back to the but but instead, his brain and will just never round be off, done. His brain was never cooked. Um, but <laughs> Perpetually uncooked. Turn off your oven timers, people at home, because <laughs> it doesn't matter when your brain is cooked. You are all beautiful. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you take one thing away from Dorian Gray, I think what, what Meg is trying to say is you're doing great. Don't measure yourself by other people. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed this book as much as we did. That is exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Graham. <laughs> um, so a little sneak peek preview Ooh. because I like alliteration. There's a lot of alliteration in this chapter too. Ooh. I didn't have time to bring it up. Mm. Um, we are continuing this podcast into another season. We have done what? a democratic vote. What? What? Don't act surprised. What? Who told me? <laughs> we have done a democratic Ooh. vote, which involved us putting emojis on Discord as to what book we did next. And we have selected <laughs> The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Ooh. I didn't vote for it. <laughs> I also did not vote for it. You got salt going, not buddy. My, hashtag not my book. Hashtag not my great Gatsby. Prepare, not so great Gatsby. Adequate Gatsby. Mediocre. The yucky Gatsby. Mediocre Gatsby. The ew Gatsby. I've literally never read Generally it. okay Gatsby. Mediocre Gatsby. Mid. Me and Lucius are the same person. We just said the same thing at the same time. We're doing a a big recording trick to make it sound like they're two separate people. Uh, No, it's like Lindsay Lohan in the Quiet Trap for podcasts. Don't Don't gaslight this person. I don't think me and they sound that similar, but also whenever I, I simply I simply don't listen to the episodes that have me in them. Because <laughs> mean, what the, they have me in them, Graham. Why would I want to listen That's to them? And you're great. Thank you. I just we like you're listening great, to you, Lucius. We Thank love you. you. Yeah. We this was simply a strategy to get shout confidence. It worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> My evil favorite. <laughs> yeah, compliment corner. That's the space of the big no. It's coming back. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> we brought the corner back. This is no longer a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that is our next season, and we will be dropping that shortly. Don't know when. I don't understand how time works. No. But in the intervening period, we are going to do a couple special episodes. We're going to go around um, our lovely cast group, people, <laughs> guys who turn up to record this thing sometimes. And Rascals. Sometimes. Folks that Rap we know. scallions. And we will be going around some of their favourite out of copyright uh, poems and other short pieces of literature as a nice mid-season break. It so will be we'll very see good. You that first. Woo-hoo! Otherwise, we'll see you in the French Roaring Twenties. Yes, where are you? Get your fast cars, drive them slowly. The Roaring Twenties. Drive them at the speed limit. TJ Eckelberg is watching you. Yes, hello. Can I do a sneak peek of something that I'll be doing? You can. Four. I'll do sneak peeks. Can yes. we all do? Okay. Do some sneak peeks. For, for our readers who are of drinking age or above, I will be doing a special series of cocktails for each major oh. character in Gatsby. We'll see where I get to with minor characters. Oh, oh, oh. Minor characters yeah. uh, as well. But there will definitely be one for each major character because, you know, it's the prohibition, but everyone's drinking. So yeah. let's do it. I've been doing research Woo-hoo. on prohibition cocktails so much. Yay. Any other sneak previews from across the board? Do I still get, sorry, out of, 
Hand, hands up, question. Um, do I still get a, a special episode considering I haggist? Yeah. Last yeah. Month? No, oh, yeah, one second. Cool. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I get to, because I'm special. Well, I'm going to continue to be Scottish. That's all you're getting. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to milk my one quality. This is my one trait as a person. Uh, talking about one personality ooh. traits i will be doing some friendship poetry which Aww. is surprisingly about lesbians <laughs> there it is there it historians is. will say they were good friends i'm gonna be over here doing some sad women i will oh. be doing some kate's good and i'm in i <laughs> I, I will be reading a spooky little poem by one of mary shelley's <gasps> friends a friend of mary shelley's <laughs> i'd like to see what everyone would guess for our poems actually yeah like, tweet in with us at yeah min, at, sorry i just nearly oh, i'm so sorry i just nearly said my other podcast twitter account that was awful oh good job sorry it's that at storybrook prod oh my goodness sorry yeah if you don't want to tweet midnight fun who also exist you can tweet us at storybrook pod as liv says um in the meantime we'll see you soon um it's been great having you along for the ride and yeah see you soon everybody goodbye bye, bye. bye. love you bye. all